Yeah. 
lives. Well, only eight more days to go, and you can say you've made it. But before, before, stand up, go around and grab someone and just encourage them in the Lord, for they've made it this far, and God's doing a work. Amen? Say hello to your brothers and sisters. transformation. I know that sounds crazy. I'm just going to sit here just for a minute, and then we're going to go into our actual prayer focus. But you know, it's said that a caterpillar's process from cocoon to butterfly is about two weeks, give or take. Sometimes it can run into three, depending on how long the little caterpillar took to get into the crystallization. Okay. But here's what I want to say to you and I tonight, that just as a caterpillar crawls to the place of the cocoon. He flies out when he becomes completely transformed and metamorphosed. You and I started a process 13 days ago, almost two weeks. And we might have crawled into the place of making a devotion to prayer and making this a commitment, but we are coming out transformed and flying with the Savior. We've come in for a different relationship than we're going to leave with. Amen? We've come to draw near, and in return, he draws near to us. Truly, a transformation in you and I's lives. So I just encourage you that don't take for granted what's happening. Something's happening. Amen? So tonight's focus is going to be marriage and family. I see Miss Grace out here. I see Cassie. And just let me say this. If you're not married, that's okay. This can still be for you tonight because family's a part of that. And if you're not married yet, you probably will be. And if you aren't, then you have been. It's just that simple. But first, let's realize something about marriage and family. The first thing is, is that Jesus established marriage and family before he established the church. He must have thought that there was something important about it. He must have thought that home and family was a part of this big master plan, right? And it was made for a specific reason. You know, we're getting ready to head out on vacation next Saturday. And I've got a list with a plan of what I'm going to pack. <laughs> because I don't want to forget anything. And the reason I don't want to forget anything is because I want to have every thing I need when I get where I'm going. I have a feeling that God wanted you and I to have everything we need to get where we're going. And home and family and marriage was a part of that. So people in this world are saying that God is not exclusive. 
I'm here to tell you tonight that he is very specific in what he says in his word. And I'm all about inclusivity when it comes to the cross was for us all. But when you're talking about marriage and relationships, it's very specific. God has a list and that's okay because it's for his purpose. See, marriage was designed by God. It wasn't designed by man and it can't be reformed by man. Yet we're in a world that is trying to reform marriage and relationships. So today I remind you that marriage in Matthew the 19th, four and fifth chapter verse, this is what it says. And he answered and said unto them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Marriage is between one man and one woman, and it's meant to be a covenant for life. So why, why is this so important? I can give you list after list after list of how many reasons it's important, but let's just start with a few. Number one, he created marriage and family or marriage and home for companionship. How about friendship? How about that I love spending time with my spouse, right? Ephesians, the fifth chapter, tells us about how to deal with relationships in our life. Not because you're not supposed to have them, because you are supposed to have relationships. It's important, we need one another. We are better together. And Psalm 78 tells us that families are a generation to carry faith from one generation to the next generation. Do you realize that your faith will live on long after you are gone? In our grandchildren, in our children, in their children's children. John 8 says that the devil is the father of lies. So we know that anything that comes out of the devil's mouth is a lie. And everything, his family, his demons, he, all the things that come with him, that's his family and they're all liars. But we serve the one who tells the truth right? See, the world is confused right now about what is truth because they're hearing the lies of the devil that you could have marriage between two men or two women and that that's sanctified. No, it's not. And we're talking about the value of marriage, gender in marriage, what's right and what's wrong in marriage. They're trying to redefine it all, but we have the definition of what God says is right in the Bible. And the world will continue to paint the family and marriages from their point of way, but it's only meant to separate us from the ultimate plan of what God said in his word. We are to be in this world, but not of it. Here's what I'm asking tonight. You say, Nicole, Pastor Nicole, we know all this. I know you do, but I think it's time that we fight for the family. I think it's time we fight for our marriages in America. I think it's time that we look and realize and shore up what the devil is trying to deceive and lie and to tear down in the kingdom because it was so important that it was mentioned in the beginning. Before you and I as a church ever began, I would say that something that important, the devil doesn't want to be strong. So how could we go wrong tonight to fight 
for marriage and for our families. I don't think we can. It says, Ephesians 6, chapter, the 10th through 12th verse. I'm paraphrasing some of this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, that we would put on the whole armor, that we could stand, right? And that we would wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities that have come against marriage and our families in America. I'm asking you tonight that you didn't just come to pray, but that you came to fight. Because prayer is not sometimes just meant to lay down and just be mamby-pamby, but it's meant to take something back, to take it back. Nehemiah 4.14, they were going into a war. And the last part of the scripture says that we are to fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, and your wives, and your houses, or our homes. I know some families, and I even got some situations in my own family that I am sick and tired of. And I'm ready to draw a line in the sand and put some pressure on the devil and say, I'm done. And I'm done fighting what appears to be flesh and blood, and I'm gonna start fighting with the principality. Amen? So that's what I challenge you tonight, is that we're praying for our marriages and for families. So if that's you, we're gonna worship for five more minutes, and then we're gonna spend 25 minutes in personal prayer and I just ask you that as a time in that, if you're married, maybe you're single, maybe you were, maybe you still have children, or maybe you're not, but you know a marriage that's struggling, that I'm asking you to use your faith to fight for that family. Fight for the families today that the family unit would not be destroyed. Amen?
loud. Amen. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to start praying over marriages first tonight in our corporate prayer. This is the time where we join our faith together, corporate with one voice. So stand to your feet. You can do that by agreeing with me. You can do that when we get to certain parts where you know something specifically of a marriage that's in what we're mentioning, that you can mention that and just, just fight a little bit for them. But, Father, we just come before you. And, Lord, we speak to marriages, Father, in the church today. Father, we speak to mundane, sparkless marriages. Father, we ask you to reset a fire. Stir up the coals as if it were, Lord, and remind them, Father God, of why they fell in love together. Father, let us be a true refraction, the church that is, to the world of what true marriage can be. Father, that it can be fun, that it can be romantic, that it can be a covenant that lasts for the lifetime of two people. God, let it be strong and undivided, Father. Father, and let them look to you as their source, Father, that it, they would center you in the middle of their marriage. Father, I ask you that you would help us wives to honor and to respect our husbands in a greater way. Father, that we would understand honor and respect from his point of view. Father, not just from ours. Father, help us to need him in the midst of decisions, Father. Help us to not want to do it on our own, but, Father, to love and to honor and to respect him and his opinions, Father, in what life would bring. Father, I thank you that husbands in the church, Father, would begin to love their wives like Christ loved the church. Father, that it would be a sacrificial love. Father, a love that is unquestionable, that it's unconditional. Father, and that it would truly be from a sincere place. Father, not one out of self-love, but one out of sacrificing love. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would help our men, Father, strengthen them, God, in their bodies as they do what they do. But, Father, I ask you, Lord, to encourage them in the place of their in their homes and with their families, Lord, that they would continue to lead for those that are, Father, that you would strengthen them to deal with the situations, Father, amidst their homes, Father, right now. God, I thank you, Lord, that those that are struggling to lead, Father, that you would bring strong men, strong friends around them, Father, that would begin to lift them up and push them to the center. God, that they could begin to lead their home like Christ would have them lead it. Father, I speak to every marriage that might be separated. Father, right now, that God, they've, they've, they're struggling, Father. They're mentioning the words divorce. Father, maybe they're legally separated right now. Father, for we know that nothing is too far gone. Nothing is too far gone. Father, I ask that you bring them back together. I ask that you remove blinders from their eyes. Father, give them hope. Hope again that life can be different with you in the center of their relationship. Father, give them coping skills. Father, let them get help. Father, marriage small groups. Father, whether it be marriage classes. Father, even open their hearts to even have counseling. Father, that they would learn to adapt and to love like you. Father, I speak to the single ladies and the singles men. Father, those who are believing, Father, that this will be the year. Father, or maybe that they're ready now to receive a mate. Father, I ask that you give them eyes to see, eyes to see, ears to hear, Father, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And Father, lead them to their future spouse. 
lead them. Father, I thank you that it would not, they would not be led to something fake or false, but Father, it would be truly the one that is of you. Father, I ask that you shut doors. I ask that you remove people from relationships, Father, they, they should not be in right now, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you would move them towards the relationship, Father, that would be best suited for them, Father, that they could learn to live and to, to live under the will of the Lord and not be driven by their own selfish lust. Father, we choose to do family and marriage like you. God, and, and maybe some of us have chose, God, to do it our way and maybe we've messed up in our marriages maybe it's not the way it should be because of something that we had a part in or God maybe we're no longer married but we've been divorced and God it was because we messed up God we just take this time right now that we just ask you Lord that we repent we repent of our part in maybe not responding the way we would or that you would in our marriages father and not loving the way you would or Father, maybe we just made a mess of our first marriage. And Father, we're looking for you, God, to heal everything that's been broke. Father, we turn from that way and we give that to you. But God, when we give it to you, we don't live under condemnation as a divorcee. We don't live under condemnation that we made the mistake. But Lord, that we know that you restore all things and that you make all things new. And devil, we bind you. We bind you in the name of Jesus from trying to make people that have been in relationships that have failed, that we, we bind that you try to make them feel less than. That is not who they are. They are led by God. They are, have been loved by God and they have been forgiven by God. And they are not the same person they were. They are different. They are different than they were. And God, you will honor them in new relationships. Father, we speak unity, the spirit of unity over our families. We speak to division and brokenness. Father, break it off of us right now and bring forth honesty in our families. Honesty, God, and openness in our marriages with our children, Father, with our grandchildren, sons and daughters. Father, we thank you that we commit to prayer as a family. God, those of us that can, we commit to church and we commit to the word. Father, establish a firm foundation in our hearts as families with the word of God. Root and ground us in the love. God, let our roots run deep that love would be in our families, Father, and then reach out into the world. Establish us, God, in unity. Unity. God, that we speak to this nation. God, that it could be restored. Father, the church can and will be the example of what family and marriage looks like. We will shine our light to the world. We bind the spirit and the author of confusion right now. That which has come against man and woman's identity in this world. We come against you and we command you, devil, to be silenced. We command right now spiritual, spiritual lifting up of those individuals. Father, I thank you for mindsets to be changed, chains to be broken off their minds that have held them in these places. Father, for they have been wounded, they have been hurt, they have been lied to by the enemy. We rebuke your lies. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you would come in with truth. Father, let someone, let us, let us share the love of Christ with them, God. And let them know that they are loved by you. They are loved by you. And God, there is nothing that is impossible without you. God, that with you, all things are possible. And this identity issue, these ideas that they have in their mind, God, that you can help them and walk them through this. 
Father, I thank you that we would not become like the world. God, that our children would not be like the world. But, Father, we will teach them the ways of God. Father, our children who are addicted to drugs, pornography, alcohol, gaming, Father, we just break those addictions right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to prodigals to come home. Come home. I thank you that their hearts will be softened right now, God, even as we're praying. God, that there would be a willingness to hear, to hear, Father, the things that are being said. Father, help us to not, to not hurt them when we bring them back, but to love them and to welcome them back. Father, fill our families with the Holy Spirit, with power. God, fall, fall on us again, Father. Fill our families, Father, that they would not be intimidated, Father, in this life, but our children would be in schools. Our, our husbands and our wives would go into their job places, Father, not intimidated, but full of the Holy Spirit and emboldened or embodied to do that which the Holy Spirit has commanded us to do. Father, that the spirit of evangelism would be upon us and that we would share into the world. And last but not least, Father, we put on the whole armor of God. Father, helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Father, that our feet would be shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Father, with the belt of truth, Father, you're gird about our loins. And the shield of faith, Father, that would quench the fiery darts of the enemy and every one of his wicked lies. Father, I thank you that we have the sword of the Spirit. And God, that we would not be afraid to use that which you have given us, the word of the Lord. Father, we choose to battle and to fight for our family with scripture. Father, I take the challenge, God, that you said that if I would use your word, God, your words, not my own, God, but your word, which is your will and not my will be done, but yours. And God, that I would be pleasing to you as we fight for our families and our marriages today. Father, let us be your light in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I just pray over this group of believers, Father, that are here tonight, these prayer warriors, these battlers of the faith, God, that would stand in the gap for marriages across America and in our church and for families. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would see them home safely tonight. God, that you would bless them, that you would enlarge their territories, God, for your purpose, for your kingdom. God, that they could be a blessing to others. Keep them, Father, until we should meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Family of faith, I love you. We will see you back here tomorrow. Remember, it's at early in the morning, not in the evening. So I'll see you then.